the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. I want to invite you to become a one-time investor with Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Help us to keep growing in other cities nationwide, in magazine articles and other media. You are welcome to come to ltkradio.com and click on the Partner tab. We would love to see you there. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am so glad you're here today. Welcome to the show. You know, it's so fun to connect to God's perspective on something or to ask him, you know, what was his plan, you know, kind of in that conversation or how he arranged that entire interaction. And that is actually what I want to do today. It's really connecting us to God's thoughts in the perspective and even a little bit more into the character of Peter. And so here we go. I'm really excited to share with you some things uh, that I'm seeing here and what we're actually going to discover together. You know, we're maybe looking at Peter and John 21 today from a place of human nature, like something that, you know, we all contain, (laughs) which are mistakes and you know, our emotions speaking before our thoughts, um, all kinds of interesting things. So here, let's just dive right in. So if you're familiar with this, this is the, you know, there's a lot going on here in John 21 and in John 20. But in John 21, if you go down to the bottom of that scripture, this is where um, <laughs> Jesus is talking to Peter and they're having breakfast together. And You know, it's so funny when you think about a fisherman, you know, what they're eating. Well, if they didn't bring lunch, you know, or if they didn't bring snacks with them, more than likely they're eating what they caught. And I bet that was what Peter ate all the time. I mean, especially when he was a fisherman before he met Jesus, he was probably catching fish and eating fish and cleaning fish. And I mean, it was just everything he did. It was his life. It's how he smelled. It's how he got strong. You know, it's why he had a tan. I mean, there there were lots of reasons, you know, um, and connection to fish for him. So I think it's just really interesting. But um, take here, you know, just this moment with me, like when we're looking at Peter from just this real human side, but He's actually been fishing, which, you know, that's pretty common for a fisherman. But, you know, if you've kind of in some of the chapters before here, this is where, you know, Peter wasn't doing um, a fisherman's job for a living anymore. He had already become a disciple of Jesus. He's been walking with Jesus for three years now. And at this point, Jesus has uh, been crucified and is now resurrected. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot that's happened from the moment that Peter was first a fisherman, and it it was literally his job. It was how he paid for things. It's how he, you 
know, made sure that there was money when he needed, but it was really what he did. It was his work. It was, you know, how he felt accomplished. There was satisfaction in what he was doing. And so in this amazing moment, um, Peter actually has gone fishing. Now, um, I'm going to tell you this, and then we'll we'll jump right back into 21. But if you go back into John 20, uh, John 20 is actually where <laughs> Jesus starts visiting the disciples after the resurrection. And it's very stunning how Jesus does this. But the first time he goes into a locked room, which I love that uh, description, you know, that the doors were locked. <laughs> And all of a sudden, there's Jesus. And he says, peace be with you. And, you know, you can imagine the disciples, like, freaking out. You know, they're screaming or just being so stunned and shocked or, you know, they're dropping their plates. I mean, whatever it was, they're in that moment where they're like, what just happened here? And who said that? You know? And they know. I mean, they know who it is, right? Jesus actually introduces himself. Well, Thomas wasn't there. And so it says eight days later that... Thomas gets a visit from Jesus, but it's all the disciples at this point. So that means that Peter has seen Jesus after the resurrection twice at this point. And I think it's interesting, like when you're thinking about, I don't know if you have felt this before, but you know when something just starts piling up on inside of you, you know, like, okay, well, okay, so now I'm in that spot or that thing happened and and then it actually happens again or something that triggers the first response. And, and it feels like things are piling up. And I thought this was interesting because at the beginning of John, 21 is where Peter's like, I'm just going to go fishing. (laughs) I'm just going to go. Like, that's what I'm going to do. So after he had been with the disciples in the upper room and he ends up seeing Jesus twice, it was after he had seen Jesus. He's like, I just need to go fishing. And I just, I think it's funny. Like I, I, I see this moment of him being a guy in that need of, I'm, I just need to go do something that I'm used to, like something that I'm good at, that made me strong, you know, like I'm, I'm just going to go do it. I just need to go do that thing. And so he, he does. And what's really, um, beautiful, just talking about how close everybody is. The guys went with him, you know, and I I just, I love that picture. Like they could see that Peter was going through something, right? I mean, if you want to look back a little bit further, you know, Peter denied Jesus three times. Now, I know that you know that story, but can you imagine the emotional um, buildup that's happening inside of him? You know, he's already... Uh, he saw Jesus die. He ended up denying Jesus, which Jesus had predicted. Peter didn't want it to be true, but it did happen. And he is dealing with all of that. Additional to the fact that now Jesus wanted to surprise him <laughs> and be alive, which was not what Peter thought was going to happen. And I'm thinking about this moment. I'm thinking about like what it means to just be where Peter was. He, you know, he's in that place where he has believed for so long that Jesus is the Messiah. And then he totally messed it up. Like he messed up his, his connection in a moment where he did not truly expect Jesus to die. You know, um, I was thinking about just moments that Peter has shown real revelation. 
you know, just moments where Jesus looks at him and says, you know, God himself revealed that to you. There was no human that told you that I was the Messiah. That is revelation straight from the Father. And because of that, you will carry keys to the kingdom. You know, I will build my church on this rock. And it's this place of, you know, you're looking at Peter and he's had real moments of, uh, he he knows, like he knows, and people are seeing, I know this guy, he's a fisherman, he doesn't know these things, but he is getting revelation. He is connecting to something that is not happening currently. No one is telling him something. He is receiving, and I love this concept, but it's a word of knowledge. He is He's receiving from heaven something that is above him, something that doesn't totally make sense. It's incredibly encounterintuitive. But when it's heard and then when it's said, it like places a deep root inside of that person to say, this is true. And and it's going deeper and it's taking um, root and going to, you know, go further. (laughs) There's something about it that's going to create, you know, more energy and more momentum around that topic. Okay, so so this has happened to Peter over and over where he has shown revelation things that nobody else knows. He is showing moments that he really is in this with Jesus. And he didn't actually show that (laughs) in the tangible. Isn't that funny? So when it came to a moment where he really could say, you know, I know who Jesus is and this is why, he didn't do that. And I was thinking just in that spot, um, what that means, like what it would mean that that Peter was really in a moment, but he just couldn't take it. Okay, so it's interesting, but like I really remember, you know, keep thinking about kind of the human moments, like these places of of mistake and and curiosity, and then wisdom, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you can't even communicate, right? I mean, if you've not been in any of these places before, I mean, please come talk to me. I mean, I really can let you know, I mean, and give you stories and moments just of, of real, like, what in the world did I just say or I just do? And, and God going, Hey, listen, I need you to apologize or repent of that. You're being human. There's something going on here, but, but it's because there's things in you that are human. Okay. So really it's a place where we are looking at Peter from that perspective. Okay. So let me, um, take us really quick into, John 21, this is now where we're back at the breakfast, okay? This is where Peter has been fishing that morning because he really needed to. I mean, if you've been around a guy who has a lot on his mind, he needs to just go do something, (laughs) let him go do that thing. Whatever he needs to do, let him do it, right? I feel that's kind of this moment with Peter. He's like, I I just need to go. I need to go fish. This is what I need to go do. And the people, you know, his friends that were around him were like, yes, we're going with you. Okay, so... So they do this and they go fishing. And um, it's funny. In one translation, uh, it talks about that Peter was actually fishing naked. Now, I don't know what that means. Like, I've not really had that encounter before. Like, in, when I've read that, I don't know if that means that, you know, he took off uh, like what would be like a shirt, you know, so that he could, you know, work better and it was easier to catch, you know, bring in the nets or whatever or um, really, he wanted a good tan. I don't know what it was, but it was funny because uh, 
when he's fishing and he's been fishing basically just that whole morning, when he hears a man from shore talk about, hey, can you give me meat? Um, and they're like, well, we don't have any. <laughs> we haven't caught anything. And so the man on the shore says, hey, why don't you put your net, you know, on the on the right side, on the other side? Um and then come in. And so it's kind of like, yes, and that's what they do. And, and it completely overfills. And it was in that moment that Peter realizes it's Jesus. But I want to show you something here that is real interesting in his perspective of what's going on. Okay. So this is John 21. So let me just start us off there and read some of this. Um, Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt her fish's coat onto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. So remember, you know, this old language I've really fallen in love with. But, you know, basically, this is um, John (laughs) telling Peter it is the Lord, which is interesting for somebody else to Tell Peter, like, hey, I need to confirm this. Uh, Peter, did you see who that is that's talking to us? And as soon as Simon Peter heard this, uh, he basically had uh, tied his stuff back onto him and put it back on him because it wasn't on. Like, you know, so his shirt, whatever this looked like. And it says that he threw himself into the sea, meaning he jumped into the water so he could get there as fast as he could. Um, You know, the other guys needed to pull in the net. (laughs) And so Peter, you know, jumps in the water to get to Jesus on the beach and, you know, kind of says, okay, guys, I need you to get the net in. Um, I'll see you on shore, basically, is what happened there. Okay, so I think it's really beautiful. Like, um, this perspective of Peter, he actually was out fishing, meaning like this is maybe the place where he downloads things. You know, he maybe talks through things internally. Maybe he was connecting to the disciples that were his friends at this point, you know. Uh, They were really connected to each other, and he was talking out loud. It's not recorded, but, you know, I know that when you need those moments, like you need um, that place where you can kind of figure out something, it feels like that's what was going on, where he's gone through so much. There's so much that's happened here in the last little bit. Today, we are announcing membership for Let's Talk Kingdom listeners. Be the first to know what is being offered through membership content, discounts on mini courses, and other free content that will be coming in for members only. Come in and sign up at ltkradio.com forward slash membership. We will see you there. You know, I'm thinking about this moment of where he jumps in the water, like he's now on the boat, he's been fishing, he's probably had some time, you know, at least some time that he needed to get some things sorted out. Like he needed to kind of run through what he's experienced and and how challenging this is that when he knows that it's the Lord, he's like in the water as fast as he can to get to him. 
And without being incredibly emotional here with you, like it really stirs me to think about Jesus knows the human nature of it all. Like he knows what Peter is doing. Like he knows that Peter wants to protect him out of a side of of Peter's understanding of how a man would protect another human being, right? Like he even understood that Peter was going to just be in an emotional mess, that he started denying who he actually was and all the growth he had experienced with Jesus by that point. Jesus knew that he predicted it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so wow. Like he's just really seeing Peter for being Peter and, and the human side and Jesus saying, I see it all, right? To then knowing that Peter was needing time to go and fish, the thing that he is good at and knows to do and it giving him kind of that downtime that he needs while he's doing something. He's doing something that he's really used to and he can get some thoughts off his mind. He can start asking, you know, what's going on in his heart? To then go, that's when Jesus shows up. Like, that's when Jesus showed up for Peter. Like, was when he knew all these things were going to happen. He he didn't even condemn Peter for even the prediction or even the ear. I mean, he didn't do those things. He saw Peter in a different way. And he knew that Peter needed that downtime for fishing. He needed that. That's when he met him. when Peter was out there on the boat. Now, I know that's significant. I don't know if you can hear that. Like, I even heard that too. You know, Peter is met by Jesus on the boat again. You know, this is where when Jesus called Peter, right? I mean, he was on a boat. So to think that this is kind of that moment again. But, you know, I'm thinking about just this place of Jesus understanding the human side of Peter, in such a unique and custom way that when when they got up on shore, I read this and I thought this was so interesting. Let me see if I can find this here. So um, let's see. Jesus said unto them, come and dine. And none of the disciples uh, did ask who he was. They knew that it was the Lord. And Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. So let me go up a little bit. This is really, really neat. Um, So as soon as they were on the land, they saw a fire of coals there and the fish laid and the bread. Jesus said unto them, bring the fish which ye have now caught. And it, it, it made, I went, whoa, wait a minute. So like he's asking them to come. I mean, he said all the disciples, he wanted them to come to breakfast with him. But there were already fish on the coals and bread sitting there. So I was really kind of blown away by this moment. You know, again, Jesus looking at Peter and saying, I know who you are. (laughs) Like, I know how you understand the world. Like, I know how you, you see significance and how you have found strength and provision. It's through fishing. And I know that this is how you normally eat. Like, this is how you've eaten for lots of years. And I want to actually have this for you prepared. Like, I want you to walk into this scenario with me and you can see I know you. 
And it feels like that's actually getting ready to happen, like in a real significant way. This conversation and everything around this moment, around the coals and around the fire, there were fish already cooking. So it wasn't like Jesus was waiting. I mean, this is even funnier. He wasn't waiting on them to bring in the fish so they could have breakfast, even though that's what he asked. But it was that question was going to get them into shore. Um, and then even to catch, you know, this other <laughs> big amount of fish that was proving another miracle, which they knew was Jesus. But, you know, when you're thinking about Peter walking up, you know, I mean, he's all wet <laughs> and and he's coming in and he's still like breathing hard because he's been swimming and he comes over and there's the coals and the coals are hot and there's fish on them and there's bread. And it's like Jesus standing there looking at Peter going, I, I've already prepared this like for us, like you and me, we're going to sit down and, and it's going to be in a way that you understand. It's going to be in a way that you're used to, like you experience this with me. And so when they sit down together, to actually eat. You know, the disciples are there in this moment and they are kind of, you know, an eyewitness to this place where Jesus knew Peter so well that he needed to ask Peter questions, um, but not really tell him why. And, you know, Peter goes along with it. I mean, you've heard this story so many times, but let me get you to something really quick. So as he sits down and they start having breakfast, um, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my lambs. And he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. Okay, so in the first two situations, Peter is just responding. He's not having a conversation. And he's actually um, in the moment, but he's not sitting here letting himself embrace the emotion of the moment. He's just there. He's like, I'm ready to be here. Um, I've had the time that I've needed and I'm here. And so um, he's like, yes, I understand. I'm going to do this. You know, something I have never thought about before is that Jesus was using the word sheep and lambs. And they're actually on a beach with fish and fishermen who had just come out of a boat fishing. And I was thinking about this laughing. I was going... You know, isn't it funny, like the inner, how Jesus intertwines things, you know, like he takes, you know, sometimes the perspective that he wants him to have and, and they fully understand it because he's using, you know, an example that they are accustomed to, you know, like the times he's used fishing and you're going to catch, um, you know, you'll be a fisher of men, you know, these really cool moments where he's like, I'm going to speak to you in a language that you understand. But you know, what's so neat about what Jesus was doing here. And I was thinking about how personal and custom this was for Peter. This is the moment where Jesus gives him a new profession. I mean, it made so much sense what Jesus was doing when I looked at this from 
that human side. You know, Jesus had asked him actually in a very similar moment to leave fishing, you know, where he had met him and said, hey, put your net on the other side of the boat and a miracle happened. That was when Peter said, I will follow you. I will give this up. But he really came into question all the emotions and the hardship of what's going on. And Jesus is saying here, this is where we're going. You're going to take care of my sheep, the very people that mean so much to me. Do you agree to this? Do you say that you love me? Because this is what I want you to do. You're thinking about kind of this moment and how it was phrased and what it was that Peter had been dealing with up to this point. And Jesus is now saying to him, I'm going to speak to you in a language that you understand, but it's actually calling you into something new. Like, this is a new place. I talked to you before about being fishers of men, and you've walked with me to see how that could happen. Like to see how we could do that, how that's even possible now, (laughs) because remember, they didn't know the kingdom in this way until Jesus led them through these moments, right? I mean, through daily moments and, and having to walk and talk with people and, and, and heal people and see things happen, right? Like they had never had this reference point before. So when you're thinking about Peter in this moment where he's hearing about sheep, and lamps and their fishermen. Well, you know, it's literally Jesus saying this to him. I, I know that what you wanted to do today was something that, that, that felt like getting back into your rhythm. Like you understood and, and you could do this almost with, you know, mindlessly. Like you could go out and fish and not really have to think about it. So you had the opportunity to think of other things, but I need to say something to you. I know who you are in this moment. I know what is on your mind. And because I know, I need you to know something else. I need you to step into a new profession. I want you to do something with the rest of your life that has something to do with the people that mean a lot to me. And, you know, think about just what this means to Peter. Olivia wants to offer you a lifetime membership to the mini-course called Direction in Detail. It takes the confusion and doubt out of hearing God's voice and jumpstarts your confidence in listening for God's direction. Get this exclusive offer at ltkradio.com and click on the mini-course called Direction in Detail. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside, you are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you soon. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.